Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome, everybody, to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we are excited to be with you once again today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from Subaru of Gwinnett, Atlanta studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel here in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County, as you know. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we will touch on that and all related aspects of security where we can through the course of each show. Our guest today, and proud to have Doug Ireland, in case you hadn't heard or heard that name. He's president and CEO of Freeland Painting. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing great. I can't believe I'm sitting here looking across the across this thing I at you know. eye to eye. Wow. I know. It's so, good to be here. Good to see you. Um, we hadn't had a chance to talk in a while, and one of the things I think that for those that don't know you, who is Doug Freeland? How'd you get into what you were doing? What? How'd you get into business? The type of yeah, business. That's funny that you say Doug Freeland because uh, <laughs> people Doug say Island. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you so, got me, and, I, and we're friends. I've known each other you forever. It's it's a common mistake, uh, uh, and it's uh, it's an interesting story. That's so that's a good place to start. Absolutely. Uh, so Freeland painting came out of uh, um, a, a, a mashup between my last name Ireland and my wife's maiden name Freeman. Oh, cool. Freeland. Then and, and uh, we've actually had three companies called Freeland something or other along the way and uh so yeah that's uh but you know you throw red white and blue on the on the trucks and and it's got a nice little patriotic ring to it that's what i do so um freeland painting was born 10 actually uh 10 years ago last week fantastic well just celebrated happy anniversary thank you 10 years is quite a milestone when you're in small business it it, it's it's an achievement uh and i don't i don't mean to be uh you know, immodest or or, or 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 boasting about it, but yeah, the the stats are eighty percent of, and you know, part of these, eighty uh, percent uh, of businesses fail by the the fifth year, and fully another eighty percent of those businesses left over fail by year ten. So it's a it's a right at about four percent that survive to ten years. So sometimes it's very difficult getting through that. You know, so cheers. cheers to that. Yeah. Uh, in case you can't see it, like I know you can't, we're cheering coffee. Oh. There is no vodka in it. Yep, not at all. Um, well, how did you get into painting? I um, one of my uh, earlier companies back in the early two thousands uh, was called Freeland Property Group. We purchased, uh, renovated, and sold uh, single family homes all over Metro Atlanta. And at the time, uh, real estate was hot. You could uh, you could get loans by fogging up a, a mirror, and um, we 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 really hit that market hard um in 2006 alone i flipped 25 homes wow you fogged a few mirrors i fogged a few mirrors uh and by march of 2007 i couldn't get a a loan to refinance a property to to save uh, i mean there it just it dried up absolutely it it happened so quick it was such a whirlwind and if you recall those of you who who remember um 
it was a bad time. So we got caught up in that. We lost everything. Um, I had to uh, scrape together, rebuild, and out of that, uh, I learned um, I learned how to turn that into a retail business instead of doing it for myself, where I was purchasing a property on my own and selling it. I started doing work for other people, and out of that came painting, roofing, gutters, siding, and windows. We chose uh, specifically single trade things that we could do quickly and and get get done quickly, as opposed to multi trade things like uh, being a GC. Right. So, um, that was the impetus for, uh, Freeland painting. And, uh, um, we got off to the races then in 2009, joined the chamber and just, uh, started marketing ourselves and, and growing the company. Yeah, we started in 2006. So we went right through that bad period too, and had to completely rechange our model and the whole bit too. So yeah. I know that was a hard time and, and, you know, starting in 2008, you had to put a lot of faith in what you were doing and a lot of trust in lord and everybody else to to get where you know make a make a success of it it's been clawing and scratching the whole way there uh, um small business is not easy it's not natural it doesn't happen by itself it happens uh with uh, great intent and great uh, uh lots of pressure being applied to it to, to make a lot sure of focus a lot of focus yeah uh but i wouldn't change anything i'm I, this is uh this is exactly where i want to be control of my own destiny and uh um you know working hard to try and uh, affect some change for the future uh, in in the small little part of the world that i can do that in and and here we are so i'm very very pleased and blessed to be 10 years into it and and uh, and heavily growing we're, we're growing very very fast right now this economy is this economy is crazy well you know along with growth comes its own set of issues and one of those sets of issues that i know all small businesses and a lot of big businesses uh face is cash flow mm. so how do you deal with it now how'd you deal with it in the beginning there have been uh hills and valleys along the way in in terms of cash flow there have been really really good times where we had uh, um, a lot of cash on hand there have been times where we uh well i've got a friend of mine who's an entrepreneur who uh who says you know you're an entrepreneur if you've ever put uh payroll on a credit card yeah <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I, so um, I've, we've had those times. We've been up and down. Um, somehow we've been able to make it through. It, it, in the times when you need money the most, no, nobody's willing to give it to you. Um, when you don't need it at all, yeah, everybody's got it. Everybody's there. Go, yeah, and but take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely, because you're going to need it. Um, I don't like to borrow money. If I can help it, <clears throat> I want to be self-funded and uh, and have a pot of cash in the bank that's big enough to, to cover our, our growth. Um, but, man, I tell you, sometimes, sometimes you need hard. it. Sometimes it's very difficult, especially if you have a, a, a uh, an expansion that's quick. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, I know starting out in, uh, in a small business when we first started out, you know, you're fine to a certain extent. You've got credit lines. You've got you know second mortgages on your home and everything else like a lot of small business people did and we did that too so you have a, a pot of money there that you can make your payroll because in our business we're construction it might be 90 days before you get paid but your employees don't want to wait for 90 days to get paid so <laughs> you got to pay them every two weeks so it creates a tremendous challenge for a lot of small businesses, and I'm sure you face some of that too. Yeah, I mean, as you know, cash flow is the disparity between when you get paid and when uh, you pay out the expenses uh, due on the uh, on the activity. 
hopefully, if you're managing properly, uh, you're only borrowing money for variable expenses, for things that actually you make money on, uh, and not for, uh, you know, operating expenses. Exactly. Uh, and that, it's tough. It's, it's tough to manage that. You've got to be very diligent. But um, so far, so good, man. Cross my fingers. Knock on some wood around here on this table. But uh, we are, uh, we're, we're in a huge growth uh, spot right now. And uh, cash flow is going to be an issue in about in about six to eight weeks from from right now. We're going to be we're going to be really really tight. And I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve. I'm going to be calling my banker here next week well, if he's listening. That's kind of what we were fixing to talk about, Nick. You know, when you reach those things, how do you suggest that other entrepreneurs? How do you look at obtaining that financing? Uh, what type of financing do you look for? So. Um, I, I don't suggest um, doing the secondary uh, markets. Mortgage. Uh, well, no, no. I mean, well, that actually, if you believe in yourself and you believe in your business, putting a mortgage on your house is a no-brainer because, I mean. It's yeah, going to take. Yeah. You, you know, you are tying up a, an, a, an asset that uh, that uh, it's a little bit scary to do that, to put your family's home on the line. But, you know, i I got to be honest with you. That's For me, that would be easy money because uh, I believe in myself. I know I can build this business. Yeah. And so if I need $50,000, I can take it out of my house and put it back later. Um, uh, you know, I would want to do that. But, yeah, that's a that's – a, that's a, a last ditch effort, but what I what I wouldn't suggest doing is going to like those uh, secondary markets where you end up paying credit card rates to borrow money, and they tie you into these just bad bad deals. Uh, it's almost loan sharking, um, and those those markets are out there. Those people are out there. I would not accept that. But um, what I would suggest if I were giving advice to a small business who was starting out is the same way you network uh, with. with with the community in order to find and retain customers mm -hmm. you should be doing that to find and retain good vendors and that includes bankers then building relationships with bankers um before you need the money is just as important as building relationships with 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 clients because uh, i'll tell you when we uh we got an extension on our uh, line of credit last year that no other bank would give us and it was because the the guy who was sitting across the table from me knew me He's, he knows my family. He he knows he knew exactly what we were trying to put together, and he went to his boss and fought for us, and gave us uh, an amount of money that we probably shouldn't have gotten at the time. It's all about relationships. It's it totally is about relationships. Ironically, our tagline in Freeland Painting is "Relationships matter more than the brush or the ladder." That's uh, perfect. You like that? I like that. It works very well. And Especially we with the relationships. And we believe that not just with our clients, but with our vendors, with our uh, employees, with our subcontractors. That that permeates the entire business. Well, it, it it helps to show your culture, the culture you've developed with your, your company. And it's important that a company have a culture. Absolutely. So... What would be the what would be the culture that you like to see permeate through your company? Um one of trust, one of um of collaboration. Um we try to explain to our people uh that this this the things things don't happen in a vacuum. I'm not um I'm not on a job site trying to squeeze anybody so that I can make a profit. What I'm trying to do is collaborate with uh, our client, my subs, my banker, my employees, and me all at the same time. We all have the same goal, which is service uh, service customer well um, 
and move on down the line and, and service them over and over and over so that we can have long-standing relationships. That's where real success is built, I think. Just one of the word I was looking at. That's when you really establish a true success is when you can live up to the culture and your culture is set in the right goals. Yeah. Yeah, then and, and – and, and making sure that everybody has buy-in with that. Everybody has uh, uh, shares a piece of that vision that we're that we're we're not just trying to get one job done and make a, make some money and go home. We're we're trying to live for a long time, for for decades, and 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 service people. Have those people happy enough that they come back and they tell their friends. Absolutely, long-term thinking. Long-term thinking. Absolutely, long-term thinking. <laughs> it, it, you've got to look at the big picture. And especially in a, in a business like yours and a business like mine, if you don't look at that big picture and you stay too focused on the small stuff, you're, you, you're never going to grow. And you're nev- you can't grow. And, and you mentioned something that I think is very important, and you mentioned buy-in. And one of the things that, you know, you can have an excellent painter, I can have an excellent security officer, but if they don't buy into the culture that you're trying to promote, they don't help you. They hurt you. They become a liability. Very true. Very true. I, I mean, uh, it, it seems a little cheesy to, that uh, companies must have a, a mission or a vision. But in this uh, in this day and age, especially, I think, um, the young people, the millennials that are often discussed um, and often maligned, uh, they, they're looking for something bigger, something to believe in, something that, that they can, uh, you know – get up in the morning and go to not just because they need an income or a paycheck, but because they want to believe in what they're doing. Um, and I think that's incumbent upon small business owners to provide that for them. I think that's, that's, that's part of my job is to create a culture that's inspiring. Now, and obviously not to everybody, not everyone's going to buy into the vision that I absolutely that, not that I have, which is fine. Uh, but we're going to attract hopefully when in terms of employment, I want to attract um, a certain demographic of people uh, that have that same vision as I do. And, and, and when I say demographic, I don't mean that that doesn't mean they're man or woman or uh, what uh, race or color or creed. It's, it's just a thought process. It's a thought process. Do they buy into that cheesy line that relationships matter more than the brush or the ladder? Because that's what we lead with. That's how we start um, our company meetings. We uh, we use it all the time, and uh, it's it's uh, plastered on my wall above my office, uh, behind my desk. So we, we believe in that, and that's kind of what we've uh, encompassed the uh, Freeland Painting's mission to be about is uh, is that philosophy. Well, and you know, having the philosophy is it and the focus on it, it becomes very important to your employees <laughs> because if your employees don't actually feel that you believe it then they won't believe it. Um, absolutely. Well, yeah, that's the other part, too. You can't just say it. Yeah, you got to live it. Yeah, no, you have to live it. I had a, a friend of mine one time. Uh, he said, don't don't talk about it. Be about it. And that's an important distinction. Excellent advice. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that give lip service to stuff and just talk about things. They talk the talk, don't walk the walk. Yeah, yeah. And you say, have you ever heard of a, a an author uh, named Simon Sinek? Yes. St- uh, the book Start With Why? I'm a huge fan of that philosophy that, that we do things for for why, not what or how, but why. Um, and that's more motivating um, than anything else, and, and, and not just in our businesses, in our daily lives. But And I think a lot of it has to do with leading your daily life in a way that, you know, you would like your business life. To, the, the, 
they're not totally different. You, you can't, as a business owner, totally walk away and you're one person at one place and one person at the next. You've got to be you, and it's got to work both ways. I mean, no, I'm always Doug Freeland. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> you are always Doug Freeland. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Um, well, you know, when you look at recruiting people, Doug, um, how do you go about? How do you go about finding people? Because today the old saying is everybody that has a job has a job, or everybody that wants a job has a job. Those that don't have a job either really don't want a job or they're just not qualified and nobody wants them, um, which I find is not the case. This is uh, – I've heard uh, – uh, I won't name names, but I, I know specifically of a small business owner that uh, I've heard before say – and you've heard this – Oh, there's no good people out there. Everybody's lazy. No one wants to yep. work. No one wants to do the work. I just don't find that to be true. That's not true at all. I, I, I think it's like, again, it's like falls back on my shoulders. I'm the one creating the vision here. I'm the one that, that has the job to offer to someone. If I'm going to attract good people, I need to be a good place to work. I, I mean, this is this is my job people to want, attract people. People need to want to come work for you. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and so then that guy's attitude that there's no one out there, well, it's self-fulfilling isn't it? Absolutely. At the end of the day, he's never going to find someone, right? Because he doesn't think he can, and he won't. Because he's not going to create something that um, people want to come to. That people want to come to. So um, I always like to uh, give the analogy of Chick-fil-A, and uh, not to pick on uh, uh, if it, anybody, but you know, go, go drive through the drive-thru at Burger King or Taco Bell, and then go over to Chick-fil-A. And drive through the drive through and see what the difference is. It's an astounding difference. Absolutely. Of service. Now, here's the thing: within a dollar, that job pool is the same. There's there's not a huge difference in the amount of pay that, uh, per hour that people are getting paid to work at one or the other. But somehow, Chick Fil A has managed to create a company culture that's attracted the best and the brightest. You know, between ages 15 to 25. If they can do it, we all can. I mean, we just need to learn the lessons and, and quite frankly, repeat the repeat, repeat the, the successes. Process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And nothing is, wrong with stealing for, uh, good ideas. I don't absolutely. think absolutely. And it's all about process. You know, you, you got to have a process in place, a procedure in place, a thought process that flows through your company, and you've got to work it. You can't just talk it like you said. You got to work it. Now, I don't have the budget that Chick Fil A has, yeah. <laughs> but I do believe that if they can do it, I can too. Even in my little small corner of the world, so uh, that's that's kind of where I've um, approached it, uh, trying to um, look inward uh, and and hopefully attract good people. We've we have we've attracted good people. Um, in fact, our subcontractor base, um, I, I don't even recruit anymore. They come to us. You know, th- you know that says a lot about your culture and your company. Is when people, like I say, want to come to work for you then they know what they're dealing with. There's a reason behind that, and it's, it's a reason that's promoted by the company image, the company culture, and especially the company owner. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that I've had a little bit of an effect on that, but, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Well, you we? hadn't run too many off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from time to time, we still have to run somebody off. And that's in every business. If you don't, you know, and a lot of people, it's like the training issue. You know, they, they say, you oh, you know, what happens if we spend all this money and they leave? Well, okay, what happens if we don't spend all this money and they stay? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you did, it's training. It's, it's, it's training not only in the job 
but in the way that we look at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would um, I would prefer to hire some with zero experience in the construction field, but the right heart, than someone who's uh, you know longstanding and knows uh, how to nail up boards and uh, but but doesn't have the right attitude. Knows everything about everything, but can't put a put two pieces of wood together. Yeah. With a with a good attitude. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, you know, a lot of times working hard is not the only answer. Uh, do you believe in the working hard, or do you believe in the working smart, or do you just believe in doing doing the job? Uh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's an old adage. Uh, uh, if you're a fan of micro, uh, the the dirty jobs guy, um, he. Uh, he kind of vilifies that old adage of the work hard, hard versus work smart because it's, what it's done is it's it's kind of um, created lazy people. It, well, it's created an image of the the working hard is not a why would you want to do that? Why would you want to sweat and, and work hard? I circumvent it. I am uh, with a little brain. Power. I still have got a lot of uh, um, respect for the for the guys, and we'll just I'll just talk about uh, my cruising. But you know, from any any walk of life or any business uh, this is the same but anybody who's willing to um work hard out in the sun sweat and and you know swing a hammer and there's a lot of there's a lot of honor in hard work absolutely um so uh you know at this stage in my life and what i'm doing uh growing the business what looks like hard work to me is many times sitting in front of a computer making presentations to clients uh you know sales marketing and all those things but working hard working long hours i think that's i think it's great for the soul uh, i think it's great for uh for character um I, i'm all about hard work well I, and i totally agree and it, it's the people that are, and it's not so much as looking at it as hard work it's looking at it as you have a job to do you want to do the best you can at what you do mm-hmm. and if you can get people that come to work for you that just want to do the best the absolute best that they can possibly do on that job and show you the results that's working hard as a general rule. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 to that end, actually, uh, and that d- doesn't mean that I want you to work. Uh, like if you're working for me or one of my project managers or salespeople, um, I've said this a million times. I go to the beach if you can get your job done from the beach. I don't care where you are. If you're, I'm a results-oriented guy. Yep. If, if if you're successful, making your customers happy, making your, your your employees happy too, and the subs are happy, and everybody's doing that, and you're able to do it from home, have at it. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. Efficiency's great, and I want people to be efficient. Um, but but it's all about the results for me. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. If you've, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't want them working from home because I can't watch them. Bottom line, if you need to watch them, you don't need them. I, I agree. I, I don't micromanage people. I see what the results are, and we uh, we have metrics. We we talk about those results. We talk about the um, the success or failures. And we try to figure out how to learn from the failures. Uh, f- failures to me are a good thing. F- uh, when you fail, teaches on a job, you what to change. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that has to be embraced. I, I mean, uh, the the same failure over and over and over is not a good thing. You know, if we're not learning, of course, but. Um, but especially when I've got new people uh, coming on board with Freeland Painting that uh, um, that have never managed uh, construction projects before, uh, they need to fail. They're not going to learn. I can't send them down in a classroom and teach them what they need to know. They need to go out and, and try it real world. And re- in the real world, failures mean uh, lost profits. That's just 
that's just part of the job. It is part of the job, but then also a lot of times when people fail and they and they correct it, you get a better product in the end than you would have gotten if they just not really failed, but it just slid under the radar. What, what I'm hoping to create with this is a culture within Freeland Painting that failure is 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 um, won't get you fired. No, no. Uh, Failure. Well, if we learn through failure, uh, uh, that exactly. it's actually I'm in, I encourage it, and when it happens, I'm like, well, the you know the right thing to do for the customers to go get it fixed. Let's get it fixed. Um, Absolutely. And, and as long as we do that, um, I think we can be really successful. Well, you know, success is is monitored and judged in a lot of ways, but getting there sometimes requires special efforts and right. You know, you mentioned something a few minutes ago with with regards to marketing. Um, how do you approach marketing other than just, well, let me just not even say other than. How do you approach marketing? What What's your process? I have tried so many different things along the way, Rick. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, um, and and let's... Uh, Let's break this up. Marketing as a uh, as a as an overall blanket includes uh, um, branding, uh, uh, advertisement, um, sponsorships, all kinds of different things. Um, we've done it all, um, and my most effective marketing tool is face to face. Me standing in a room, shaking hands with people in a networking situation, or um, as we uh, grow with clients um uh, sometimes uh, our clients will allow us to come in bring breakfast in for some of the managers um face-to-face interaction is more powerful than anything else that i've ever been able to do now i can't be i, I i'm not a mass market uh you know i'm not i'm not mcdonald's you can't be in front of everybody obviously right. i'm not i'm not a nationwide company but like I said, in our little corner of the world, we, we've been very, very effective with that. And so um, uh, joining networking groups, I, I'm involved in three or four different uh, powerful networking organizations. I, I put sponsorship dollars into them as well. That's a very, very important uh, part of the networking process is uh, putting your money into the organization because people see that. Sponsorship isn't just about buying access. It's also about showing the members of the organization that you care enough to put your dollars in there that you care about what the goals of, of that organization are and so we we really love sponsoring good organizations Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce uh, uh, there's another one called CAI Community Associations Institute that we're heavily involved in another group um, uh, Entrepreneurs Organization of Atlanta um, so those are those are the things that I've done uh, getting involved uh, rising to uh, uh, positions of leadership within those organizations or volunteering uh, like we did a we did a trash pickup out in Roswell a couple of weeks ago where about 20 of us just went out walked about two miles uh, around Roswell picking up trash on the streets you know like an adopt a highway yep. thing and that's uh it's effective well I know that you're also in, in a, I know you probably <coughs> named the group I know you're involved in a uh, kind of like a board group a, a mentor group a, a networking group that's that, entrepreneurs organization is that the e- one EO. i know that uh you know it's i've uh, talked with you about it a little bit i know uh, i think al simon is also in it he's uh he's one of our strategic alliance partners there so he's go. one of the uh, uh vendors who is trying to sell to the rest of us small businesses we've got about 175 members in the greater atlanta chapter uh this is a 
a worldwide chat. Uh, I mean, uh, organization, organization. Wor- worldwide organization with chapters all over the world. Um, and Atlanta is one of the strongest ones. You know, obviously being a of course large with town. you in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, and I think it's important that people look when they get in into this stuff, it, and they were looking at getting into a business of that personal interaction and and hearing from other people like yourself. You know what works what doesn't work you know and the personal interaction i think is one thing that a lot of people they miss they 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 want to put their money 100 percent into a marketing company now marketing companies are good uh, it, it's good to take that avenue to get assistance and and direction if you will in what to do and some help with it too some of the best things that we found about marketing companies and I'll, I'll i'll do a shout out marbury creative group um did a great job for us they helped they helped us solidify our message and they're the ones that came up with uh, relationships matter more than the brush or the ladder and they've actually they actually gave us six uh, uh different little taglines like that Here, here's another one you'll like um uh think outside the box but paint inside the lines i like that yeah yeah and and and, and they're 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 a little bit silly and, and they're tongue in cheek at first, but you know we've used it to uh, to really build upon that. But but a good marketing company will help you with your message, with your branding, with your logo, and and with all those things. Uh, I, I, they're invaluable. They really are. Well, I think the the best message that you can do is be your own marketer, your own brand, and put it out there and and do those visits, do those handshakes, do those touches on the shoulder don't talk about it be about it be about it exactly don't talk about it be about it i think that's awesome well you know is there anything else that you'd like to touch on i mean we've had some great stuff here um i know there's a lot of stuff that that we haven't talked about but can you think of anything else that you'd like to just from your wealth of wisdom and expertise and knowledge, <laughs> share um, with us wisdom what a funny thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wisdom wisdom is the uh, lessons learned from uh, falling off your bicycle. It, you know, you learn how to ride the bicycle by scraping your knees up a few times. and, and Lessons uh, and learned your, from failure. Lessons learned from failure. There's no doubt in my mind that being willing to uh, take some risks, being willing to fall down uh, and get back up uh, has, is definitely, that's where wisdom comes from, from a, a lessons learned from falling down. So I hope to continue to learn and become become more wise. Well, you know, it's, I think there was a line in one of the Batman shows you know, from Alfred doing, why do we fall down so that we can get up? Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that, and it's very true. And if one of the things I think people in small business really need to understand is, yes, there is security in a small business, but there is also the the chance that you're going to fail but are you willing to do that if you're not willing to do that you're never going to own a business and it's never going to succeed i i, I actually and this is no lie i somebody i heard somebody the other day say um i want to start my own business so that i can have more free time <laughs> good luck on that one <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i i don't think you understand you're never going to work harder than i i've never worked harder in my life than uh owning my own business but that's a good thing. That's I wouldn't change but that. It's, that's, it's It's very gratifying. I, I, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. I, I take all the. You know, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna apologize about the uh, about the good stuff. 
and I'm not going to complain about the bad stuff either because who's going to listen? Number one, yep. And number two, that's part of the job. It, 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 there's there's ups and downs. It's it's the most joy, the most pain, the most you know. It's the most of all those different emotions. Beautiful roller coaster, isn't it? It is. Yep. Well, how do people get in touch with? Uh I'll get it right this time, Doug Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Freeland Painting. <laughs> That's so funny. So we're on the web at freelandpainting.com, um, F-R-E-E-L-A-N-D, just like it sounds, uh, hopefully, if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you are by now. Uh, you can uh, call our office at 678-679-3126 and schedule an appointment for residential multifamily, uh, commercial, and uh, managed properties, uh, including uh, retail and light industrial managed properties. We do a, we do a wide gamut of, of stuff, and we're here for you. What was that number again? 678-679-3126. And you can find them online at? Freelandpainting.com. Hey, that works. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank you all for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. And if you really need a good paint job or a whitewash, go see the uh, Freeland Painting, and they'll, you'll get a good one done. <laughs> and you'll enjoy every minute that you talk with Doug. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 11:30 when we will talk about we'll talk with business leaders about their business and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest Doug Ireland uh, for our producers Mike and Trey. And remember, I am Rick Strawn and Paradigm Security Services. We cover more than just your assets. <laughs>